Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This video was created during the 2023 WGA and SAG strikes. Without the labor of the writers and actors currently on strike, Ahsoka wouldn't exist. Learn more about the strike at the link in the description. I went into it thinking, like, I probably know all of this. And I did not. Even just the behind-the-scenes goodness stuff, yeah. Get over yourself. I've, I should, because I was wrong. <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. For our first question, Audrey asks, what Mon Mothma and the New Republic's role will be in the Ahsoka series? So to set the stage a little bit, this is alongside all the other Mandoverse shows. We're five years after Return of the Jedi, uh, which means the New Republic has been around for like four years, 4.7 years or something. They, they get it going pretty quick after. Still a bebe. Where is Bebe's chamber? Lavendor, but yeah, I guess it's still a pretty young government. Yeah. Um, but we do know Mon Mothma, still played by Genevieve O'Reilly, is going to make at least a holographic appearance in the Ahsoka series. Mm -hmm. So what do you think she'll be up to or the New Republic? Do, do you think it's going to play a major role in the Ahsoka series? I don't think so. Uh, the first thing that came into my head when we were talking about this before we started filming was the amnesty program mm. might still be pretty new. Uh, and that feels like a lot of work had been put into it. So they could be working on that. I just want to see Mon Mothma and Hera uh, like have tea together. Just like <laughs> It have seems a little... like they're having a little tea, but not the nice kind. Well, yeah. But like maybe... Okay, Mon Mothma, Ahsoka, and Hera, could they just all, like, have girl talk? Right. And we could see that? I want to see that. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it seems like, can these people just please relax? I mean, let Hera straight up says it in the trailer. She's like, I've spent my whole life fighting a war, mm -hmm. and I am trying to avoid another one. So it sounds like the New Republic is just kind of sticking its head in the sand surrounding... Uh, I almost said the First Order. I meant the Empire. But it's kind of the same thing that we see. It's this cycle that no one wants to admit that the Empire can keep coming back. And that's, I think, we're seeing the first time that happened with Thrawn's return. And, yeah, I don't want Mon Mothma to be just sticking her head in the sand. I don't think she'll be portrayed that way. But... Uh, I, I don't blame her for wanting to relax, like I just said. She yeah. spent much of her whole life fighting a war as well. Yeah. I, I think for this first season of Ahsoka, the New Republic isn't going to be in it very much. Because even a couple of years, that's still very early on for for a, basically a whole new government to be trying to restart itself and rebuild itself after the Empire came in and, and ruined everything. So they have a lot of work ahead of them. I really hope that we do get some context for the New Republic, but yeah, I don't really think the Ahsoka series is going to dive into it too much. I think that these series, the Mandoverse shows, might continue to touch upon things and build up what the New Republic is going to be like 
especially as we get into Dave Filoni's movie. The same way that we're going to build up the Imperial Remnant as the big bad, maybe led by Thrawn. Uh, they're they're probably going to build up the New Republic as the, the big good, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> the big good. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's their, like, government slogan that's uh-huh. on the flag. A New Republic. We're the big good. Yeah. <laughs> do you think... Do you think Trapper Wolf is going to make an appearance? Yes, I do. And do you think he knows Ahsoka and their best buds? <laughs> I hadn't considered that, but... And he has a Loth Wolf tattoo? I I, <laughs> I think that Dave probably... You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backpedal on that because he seems kind of annoyed every time Jon Favreau makes him put the flight suit on. I don't think he's the kind of creator that wants to overstep his bounds as far as personal cameos go that's fair so even though he has strong connections to ahsoka obviously my gut first said maybe they'll do something like that but i think he will probably hold himself out but i think that carson teva and zeb are gonna be in the show oh i really hope zeb is in it yeah like we've seen the whole adelphi base we've seen all those new republic pilots out there you're going to introduce Zeb in The Mandalorian Season 3 right before all the other Rebels characters comes back. Come on. And then he's not going to be in What there. a tease. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I, I was thinking of like the Senators and Mon Mothma and the big New Republic of it all, but there is that side of it. I do think that hopefully we see the pilots and the Adelphi outpost. I, I mean, I think we will because those are going to be the kind of people that are going to be working with Hera. Right. And it's it's like some of the New Republic, I think some of the upper echelon are like, we don't want to fight another war. But a lot of the people in the Outer Rim, like Carson Teva, are the ones saying there's some stuff happening and we need to address it. Magpie's Nest Productions wants to know if Ahsoka will die in the show. No. I mean, maybe eventually, but definitely not at the at the end of season one yeah this who knows if this is going to have multiple seasons or what but i don't think that in this series even if it does have multiple seasons i like maybe maybe when we get to the film but i i really don't think that ahsoka's ever going to die i mean i I don't know if i want to go that far but well i i have like a theory it's a shared fan theory. I'm not the only one that's thought this, that she yeah. might have some big mythological ending. Mm-hmm. We've talked about her similarities uh, with Gandalf. Right. So I think for her to die uh, is a little harsh. I think she'll, like you said, have uh, some sort of mythological force-like uh, transfer of energy. <laughs> Well, the fact that she has such a strong spiritual connection with the daughter, like she literally has the daughter's life force within her from the Clone Wars, Mm -hmm. that makes me think that there is potential for her to, uh, I don't know, elevate herself, become uh, something larger within the force. Yeah, I think she'll become some kind of protector, whether it be, I mean, the Bindu wasn't a protector per se, uh, but I have kind of entertained the idea that she becomes the new Bindu, but I like that because she's attached to the existence of the daughter, she becomes some kind of like force protector in a Mortis-like realm. Like, I, I wonder if we could get to the point where we have different 
father, son, daughter archetypes that it's like someone has to be in Mortis to take care of this place or we need to learn more about Mortis. But yeah, well, they wanted Anakin there because he was so powerful and they wanted him there to like keep an eye on everybody and keep them in check. Well, the father was like, I'm going to die soon. So I need someone to replace me. So the, the idea of replacing the force wielders is not off the table. I, I could see that being Ahsoka's end game rather than just dying. Thank you. <laughs> Pippin has thoughts. She could also be, you know, just a, just another force ghost that pops up like Yoda does every time somebody needs help, you know. Oh, yeah, she certainly could die. I just, I, I don't think it's going to happen in season one, certainly. No, I think she's got still a, a long life ahead of her. I, I imagine that she and many of the other characters are going to be involved in Filoni's movie. Jack Perry asks if Thrawn's TIE Defender will be in the show. I thought this was a relevant question to us watching Star Wars Rebels again <laughs> and me getting all excited about the TIE Defender and you not really caring all that much. It's just another ship to me, you know. <laughs> they all fly and they all go pew pew and this one has a Navi computer and shields. Wee. And three wings. And three wings. Like lots of laser guns. Wow. Laser cannons. Look. I'm I'm impressed. I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. We will see the Tie Defender. Well, okay. So in Rebels, <laughs> Pippin is just doing laps. Mm -hmm. In Rebels, the the place where they were building it, the factory or whatever, that that got destroyed. Yes. So it's not like a common ship, but there have to be some that survived. You think Thrawn kept one special one just for himself? Maybe it's kind of like Moff Gideon having his own TIE fighter. Or, I don't think Thrawn's the pilot type, but... Yeah. Or, like, if Sabine got a hold of another one, that would be cool because she was very interested in the ship and how, like, tech-savvy it was. I think it would be cool if that was part of whatever Morgan Elsbeth is working on. Like, we, we know that she had factories on that planet, so I guess my thought was, like, oh, they're building up the Imperial Fleet Star Destroyers again, but... What if she's building TIE Defenders? I mean, I don't think they lost the schematics or anything of how to build them. Mm -hmm. Thrawn just needs factories. So I think that would be cool and would help level the playing field a little bit if Thrawn came in with the TIE Defender and it's this TIE fighter that can stand up against New Republic starfighters with their shields and whatnot. I think it would be pretty cool. I don't know. I mean... I don't know how many ships we're going to see in, in this first season. There have been X-Wings and A-Wings and other capital ships. <laughs> I, I mean, like, Imperial ships. I don't know. Because yeah, the Empire it, it, is supposed to be gone. We are still, like, hunting for Thrawn. I'm, I'm not necessarily expecting a ton of Empire stuff in this. I don't know how long it's going to take to find Thrawn if he's just going to, like... Those two shots we've had of him, that might be from episode eight. Mm. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. But I'm hoping, okay, just I'm hoping that the TIE Defender does come into this New Republic Imperial Remnant conflict. I, I hope so, too, for you and for all the other ship fanatics. That's very nice of you. I know. Damien Vonderhaar wants to know what story we would have liked to have seen in a certain point of view. 
So now that we've got the full list of the 40 that are coming, uh, was there anyone that you wanted that you feel like they got left out? Um, I mean, any of the Rebels crew. That was going to be what I said as well. <laughs> yeah, like Zeb would have been cool to have a story from Zeb's point of view, or even Rex. You know, just, just any anyone that was in Rebels that's still alive at this point would have been cool to hear from that's, my two picks would have been rex or, or hera i would have preferred hera i think but uh knowing that both of them at the very least were at the battle of endor like okay cool what were they doing i assume hera was flying around in space and i assume around. i think we've even seen uh rex in like the galaxy of adventures he was fighting on the ground so either one of them would have been really cool to Honestly, have a story for Ahsoka was the big one that I was just assuming we would get an Ahsoka story like towards the end when Anakin finally becomes one with the Force and is Anakin again. Uh, I just thought that would be a given that somebody would would give that story the green light, but I guess they're saving it for something else i mean it's possible we could explore that not probably from the return of the jedi perspective but we could see her interacting with anakin as a force ghost so they may have said like let's not do ahsoka let's let's do other things but and maybe that's why there weren't any rebels characters too maybe because we're going to see some of them they were like let's hold off on that but wait did Crix medine get a story no Ugh. <laughs> All right, I'm mad about that. <laughs> Crix, I think, would have been a good one. They could have made some fun jokes about his itchy beard or something. Uh, Ristal Sant. Ristal Sant. Ristal Sant is an, uh, any of the, the other char background characters from Jabba's Palace. I was like, all right, less pilots, more Jabba's Palace people, please. I, I think that there are probably enough Jabba's Palace, but there's always going to be people that I wish still made the cut. Um, and, you know, I'm happy about the pilot stories, but still there there were a lot of both of those camps. So maybe take out one or two and then spread it out with Crix Medine is a good one. Oh, oh how about just a Bothan? <laughs> we oh, we know boy. we know so little about Bothans right now. They're being they're they're gatekeeping the Bothans. At this for point, something. it feels like a joke that they're just <laughs> never going to show us what a Bothan looks like again. Mm -hmm. I assume it's the same as Legends, but the fact that we have like not talked about Bothans at all, where give me a Bothan story. Yeah, does R two D two have a story of his own? No, but R two's like too big in my opinion but i want to know about him becoming bar 2d2 mm. so when he was working on the sail barge was he do you think he was like you know what i could get into this i could do this yeah this is fun for me he like fell into a character he's like i know i'm undercover but i'm gonna get really into slinging drinks <laughs> yeah yeah he he becomes a, a mixologist <laughs> robert dumel jr asks if we've listened to the podcast the redemption of jar jar binks i have i have not yet I, I want to. Yeah. I was going to talk about it uh, because, or I wanted to talk about it because A, it's very good. It, I went into it thinking like, I probably know all of this. And I did not. Even just the behind the scenes Goodness. stuff. Yeah. Get over yourself. <laughs> I should because I was wrong. <laughs> uh, there was a lot in that podcast. I, I guess I meant more the behind the scenes stuff of uh, how the character of Jar Jar came to be and how Ahmed got cast. But no, I learned a lot 
about all of that. And then it's just really interesting to see the dawn of the internet as the prequels are coming out mm. and how little things have changed. Like, it, it's the same, but on a larger scale. But it's just very interesting to to hear. It's it's a TED Talk podcast. We actually did like a, not a sponsored segment, just gave them a shout out because they asked and I liked the podcast. They didn't ask for us to do this one. I just finished the podcast and <laughs> still thought it was really good. So uh, I'll link to it in the description because it's very much worth listening to. Now a word from our sponsor, Babbel. Molly and I just got back from Star Wars Celebration in London, and it's really given us the itch to see more of Europe. If you have an upcoming summer trip abroad, my go-to travel hack is Babbel. Whether you're a seasoned traveler or embarking on your first adventure, communication is key to fully experiencing a new culture. That's where Babbel comes in. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy, bite-sized language lessons, there's still time to learn a new language before you reach your destination. I took Spanish in high school and college, and completing the short lessons on Babbel has been a great way to refresh my understanding of the language again. You only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson, so you can start having real-life conversations in as little as three weeks. The lessons are expertly crafted around real life, so you can learn to have practical conversations. And there are a ton of ways to learn with Babbel. Beyond lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and more. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Shriwook and Huttese aren't options yet, but you can choose from 14 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash starwars. That's babbel.com slash starwars for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. On to YouTube questions, Carson Reed asks if a Force-sensitive person could have a non-Force-sensitive child. The short answer is yes. Uh, but they do point out that it does seem to be a lot of Force-sensitive people have Force-sensitive children also. Um, but there is uh, definitely examples. I, I can think of one from the Old Republic. Um, blue screened. Satil Shan's son. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go backwards. I was like, Bastila Shan. Satil. Satil Shan has a son who is not Force-sensitive. And like is he like mad about it though a little bit that see that's the part that i would be sad to see is like are they resentful because they're not force sensitive or are they like who dodged a bullet i i think he grew out of it's been a while since i read those books and that one specifically that deals with it um i, I think as a kid he was definitely resentful because like he didn't really have a relationship with his mother uh and it was all like this big scandal anyway because she had her son with uh, a, a trooper, a Republic trooper, mm -hmm. in the midst of the old Sith Wars. And uh, so he was not raised by her, didn't really know her. So, you know, he, he definitely has some angst there. But I think he had largely gotten over it. And he turned out to be pretty cool. He was like a, an undercover new, uh, Republic agent. Yeah. Well, it kind of makes me think of some characters from the High Republic. We We don't know any characters I don't think that had force sensitive parents and then they became they came out not force sensitive but like during the high republic days non force sensitive children could hang out with uh like younglings and like be friends and hang out 
together and do stuff like yeah that stuff wasn't as frowned upon and like the force sensitive kids weren't like held captive in the jedi temple quite as much um and we see some of that in um young jedi adventures adventures too so i don't know it just makes me think of that uh but i don't know that we'll get any stories of characters having kids that are not force sensitive i i think that would be interesting I think there was a story in Dooku Jedi Lost. One of the characters in that story had a child, but I I can't remember if they were or weren't force sensitive. Uh, I kind of think they were, but I'm not sure. So that that might be a second example. Um, I just can't remember it off the top of my head. DuneFan22 wants to know how Sabine will combine her Mandalorian technology with Ezra's lightsaber to fight. I, I think that we're going to see something similar to what we saw in Star Wars Rebels. When she was training with the Darksaber, uh, she had her shield and she had like those gauntlets that could f- mimic force push. Like they, mm. they sent out a, a sonic blast or something that knocked Kanan over, or maybe it was Ezra. Uh, and then she had her whip to like pull the Darksaber to her, so it's kind of like force pull. I think that that's probably what she's going to do. Yeah. Is use use her gadgets as if they were the force. It'd be cool if she made uh or if she like tinkered with the lightsaber enough so that it had just a shield setting. Mm. Uh because I know she has the little shield, but it would be cool if she could make it a big like lightsaber shield. I think it's funny that she has already tinkered with Ezra's lightsaber. She basically added like the Jaro to Paul Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I don't know what to call those. The prongs. Prongs, yeah. Which I, I think makes sense for assuming she's not force sensitive and still training with the lightsaber. A little extra protection, but uh, I, I look forward to them finding Ezra and her giving the lightsaber <laughs> back and him being like, "What'd you do?" And then like, if she also added like a shield setting to it. Yeah, yeah. It would be cool if if she like turned it to where you could make it a whip. Like Vernestra's mm. saber. I don't know that she would know how to do it. Like messing with the beam yeah. is uh, that's, that's a whole other thing. That's what I was thinking. Like, would she want to make any big changes? I think she might like change the outside a little bit at, you know, she's always been one to get creative with paint and stuff like that. So like changing the look of it is one thing. Adding mechanics to it is another. Yeah. And I don't know, like... She, I mean, she wants to find Ezra one day. She doesn't want to, like, give his lightsaber back to him one day and be like, uh, so it's completely different now. I mean, so. when when we first saw the lightsaber and that it had a slight modification to it, I, I was laughing at comments people were making of, like, oh, Ezra's lucky she didn't do more, that, like, she didn't paint it or anything. Because she would take his property and Kanan's property, like, when they had those Stormtrooper helmets, and then she would just paint them. Yeah, And they're like, okay, didn't ask you for this, and now we can't use it undercover, but (laughs) whatever. Father and Son Talk Star Wars ask if Shin Hati will be the adapted version of Mara Jade. I think so. Like, very loosely adapted. I'm kind of looking at, for now, Balin Skull as the adapted version of Jorah Savayoth, and Shin Hati is the loosely adapted version of Mara Jade. Uh, so what do you think it has been adapted? Just the fact that we need some force users in this era. Like, I don't think Balin Skull is the crazy clone 
of a Clone Wars era Jedi. I think he is now just a misguided Clone Wars era Jedi that survived. And Mara Jade, I don't get the sense that she was once the Emperor's assassin. I think she's just uh, uh, Balin's apprentice that he's taken under his wing. Yeah, but so we very, might see, very loosely. <laughs> yeah, and we, if we're going with she is a loose adaptation of Mara Jade, then she might come back around and uh, see that join the side of good. That I find interesting because if she does eventually join the good side. She could have a purple lightsaber. Sure. Instead of orange, which we still don't really know what's up with those orange sabers. Yeah. <laughs> Orange-ish. I wonder if, if she, it, I mean, it seems like she's being trained by Balin and has been for a long time. So maybe when, when and if he dies or like she sees uh, through the veil and like figures out that he's been just using her this whole time training her to be this assassin and nothing else like she could break through the veil and and yeah be become one of the the good guys yeah as like i said i can just see it being very very loosely adapted i don't think that she's gonna meet luke and over the course of several other stories they'll fall in love and get married i don't think that's gonna happen Nah. I, i think that for now i think that all of this stuff leading into filoni's movie is going to be very loosely inspired by the original Thrawn trilogy and we might be we might see episodes one and two and go like oh never mind we were way off Mm -hmm. (laughs) and immediately it'll not be that but who knows Lestino07 wants to know if pilot or driver's licenses exist in Star Wars who let the young Jedi adventures kids fly so young I, I loved that little addition to the question where it's like because those kids are like eight and they're flying vectors they they were trusted to go to this other planet and fly full-on starfighters back home that i mean that is dangerous in my opinion but i i feel like flying in star wars is the equivalent of like having a skateboard that's that's what i think the answer has little, to be little scooter yeah i i think it's just you need to learn how to fly. You need to learn how to... I was thinking of a bike, basically, yeah. without training wheels. Mm. You you need to learn how to ride a bike. But once you can ride a bike, like, there you go. And you never really forget it. So I assume, especially Jedi younglings, probably get put into simulators. Yeah, they have... Well, in the High Republic, they have vectors yeah. that they train with. Well, I'm thinking before that, mm-hmm. b- before they're actually in space. Yeah. <laughs> There's just like, here's a little seat, little VR goggles. Have fun. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of any other examples in Star Wars where we've seen kids that young flying ships on their own. Because it could be a situation where they're like, okay, we're making this Young Jedi Adventures show. We got to have space travel. And they can't have a chaperone all the time. So this show gets a pass right because it's all you know younger yeah there there definitely is an element of that that it's this is a fantasy for young children and it's like the fantasy does not involve adults telling you like you can't fly a starfighter Mm -hmm. the fantasy is that kids get to do all these things too but i i do think that skeleton crew comes around those kids are gonna like steal a ship and fly it on their own i hope so uh I can't remember if in the youngling arc of uh, the Clone Wars, if they all flew the ship. I think they must have because Ahsoka got kidnapped. 
and Hu Yang had his arms ripped off. <laughs> yeah. So someone flew at some point. I, I mean, I think they did reluctantly, though. Like, they, they, they seemed like they hadn't been flying a ship on their own, like, regularly. Yeah. But even we had, like, Ahsoka was 14 when she was in the Clone Wars flying around. So I think that it's probably just part of growing up is that you learn to fly and... I, maybe there's a license or something, but that just doesn't seem like anything Star Wars is ever going to be concerned with. Maybe like Servants of the Empire, because those books dealt with high school-ish things. Mm-hmm. Like there was basically a football team, and maybe they made mention of taking your driver's test. But I would assume that that happens when you're pretty young. I, w- I wonder if there are different like license classes. So like if you owned an AT hauler ship like that feels like something you'd have to have a little bit more specific training for yeah I bet there were it's kind of like you need a special license in the real world to like drive uh uh what do they call them a big truck a, a big truck <laughs> I like big trucks <laughs> <laughs> like an 18 wheeler or something like right. that is that how many wheels they have I sure don't know. The big scary ones that I don't like to pass on the highway. Big trucks. Big trucks. (laughs) I do remember there was some stuff in like reference books or something that uh, Luke obviously had never flown uh, an X-Wing before the Battle of Yavin, but he had flown his T-16, which was made by the same company. So I think just certain ships, it's probably a pretty universal language. Like if you can fly... A T-16, you can fly an X-Wing. If you can fly an X-Wing, you can probably fly a Y-Wing. Like, I think a lot of the same skills would translate. Yeah. For our last question, we're going to continue on with our Star Wars conversation cards by Kelly Knox, who wrote all of these. Uh, This one, I I pulled one out of the middle from the technology section. Mm. The armorer offers to make you one object from a piece of Beskar. What do you ask her to forge? (gasps) Oh... Um, what would I want out of Beskar? Maybe sunglasses that would never break. Oh, that'd be bad for me. I mean, that that would be good, but I assume they're heavy. And I every time I enter the ocean with sunglasses, I lose them. So the second <laughs> I entered the ocean, they would sink. I'm trying to think of something that I would want to be very durable. Right. Um, but I also lose sunglasses, so that would be... You'd have um, to go back. That would be pretty embarrassing. Hey, armorer, can I have another <laughs> pair? Well, she she made Mando those whistling birds and said, like, these are very rare. Be careful with them. And he shoots, like, eight of them every episode. Yeah. he's He's got, like, a secret supply of them. Um, I don't know. what. The first thing that popped into my head was a Beskar car. A Beskar. That's going to be because... a giant chunk yeah, of well. Beskar. Leave nothing for the foundlings. <laughs> Give it all to me. I'm just like, we we recently got into a very minor fender bender and it was very annoying. So I'm like, that wouldn't have messed with anything. That's true. That'd be nice. Mm. I would get you a Beskar phone case. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Just You, just... you don't drop your phone often, but well, when, when you I do, do... <laughs> it's, it's a big deal. I've, I've only like broken a phone i think once which time was that like i just broke the sc- the front screen uh-huh that was ages ago yeah 
Well, the other time that I dropped my phone, I lost it completely. Uh So it could have not been broken. There's no way that phone was not broken the way you dropped it. I don't know. We were at the Georgia Stadium. Is that where we were? We were at a Lady Gaga concert, and Molly was dancing too hard, and her phone fell off of her person and went like into the cracks of the (laughs) seats, and that thing was gone. I had it in my shirt because I didn't have any pockets. And it just fell through all of my layers of clothing. <laughs> and went straight through a crack, down through the stadium seats or whatever, wherever Look, we were. I'm just glad that you were with me and I wasn't by myself without a phone because I would have been lost forever. I was just wandering around like, what do I do? It, honestly, it was lucky we were at a Lady Gaga concert because we were like, okay, that sucks, but let's just appreciate this and enjoy the concert and it was super fun yeah and i wasn't forgot all about the phone i wasn't taking pictures or videos with it i was just dancing away yeah it was a great concert <laughs> that's all the time we have for questions today if you want to leave a question for next week's video just put it in the comments below or sign up for patreon to join our weekly q a discussion if you haven't already please like this video subscribe to the channel follow us on x threads instagram tiktok facebook and blue sky i'm not calling it x And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.